Julie and Matt here with another great resource from one of our friends. Parents, do you ever wonder how to teach your little ones about missionaries? Go tell everyone. Nine missionaries who shared the good news shows kids how missionaries throughout history have obeyed Jesus' command to tell everyone. This interactive board book introduces nine different missionaries such as Lottie Moon, Adoniram Judson, and Lilius Trotter. And it tells about the countries where they served. Ultimately, Go Tell Everyone helps kids understand that anyone can tell everyone about Jesus. To learn more, visit GoTellEveryoneBook.com. Again, that's GoTellEveryoneBook.com. You're listening to God's Big Story, a podcast for kids. Every week we teach the Bible, sing the Bible, and talk about what it means with a friend or two. I'm your host, Julie, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Knock, knock, Julie. (laughs) Who's there? Lego. Lego who? Lego to the store and buy more bricks. It's build time. Uh, Not your best joke there, Matt. It was kind of a stretch. You know, that's okay, Julie. Because you know what I do if someone doesn't like my Lego jokes? No, what do you do? I just block them. Of course you do. Block them. That's a good one, Matt. You know, it's funny you should mention Legos at the start of today's show, because as we learn about the Ten Commandments this season, the second commandment, which we'll look at today, has to do with building. Really? The second commandment is about Legos? (laughs) No, no, no. Unfortunately for them, Legos weren't a thing back then. You know, in Bible times. No, the second commandment is about building or making idols. The second commandment says you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Hmm. Idols. I'm not sure I know what those are. I mean, I've heard of like American Idol, but that doesn't seem to be what the Bible is talking about here. Don't make idols? Hmm. Looks like we need some help, Matt. Somebody who's really good at building and making things. Oh, oh, I know. I know. How about a carpenter? They build and make things out of wood all day. Great idea. Let's say carpenter together. Carpenter. Did someone say carpenter? Hey, it's our good friend, Stephen, the carpenter. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you could join us today. Thanks for having me, Julie and Matt. So glad you called me in so we can hammer out this question about idols. (laughs) Good one, Steven. Thanks, Matt. I saw the chance for that joke and couldn't resist. (laughs) This guy's on a roll. Okay, so while we have you on the show, Steven, our story today is about the second commandment. And it mentions something called an idol, and we're not familiar with that. Can you explain to us what an idol is? More than happy to, Julie. Idols are mentioned a lot in the Old Testament, so it's good that we take some time to learn about what they are. An idol is anything or anyone we love more than God. 
idols usually took the form of a man or a woman, an animal, or sometimes a combination of these forming a half-human, half-animal imaginary creature. Oh, wow. Imaginary creatures? <laughs> That's wild. You're right. They often looked pretty odd, and to make them even more impressive, craftsmen like masons and carpenters would make these idols really, really tall, like dozens of feet tall, and decorate them with stones and metals. No way. Why did they spend so much time and money on them? Good question, because false prophets and priests of these false gods wanted people to worship and sacrifice to their idols, and the more impressive the idol, the more likely people were to give and sacrifice to it. Oh, that actually makes me really sad. Those poor people giving and praying to a made-up god. That's why the one true God of the Bible talks about and prohibits the making of idols in the Ten Commandments. Man, I really like how you just hit that nail on the head for us. Hey, there you go, Matt. Not bad. Thanks, Stephen. I try. Stephen, this has been so helpful and really explains what an idol is. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing what you know. Of course. I love being on the show with you and helping you understand more about God's Word. Our story today comes from the Bible. The Bible is God's true word. It's from God and about God, and it is true. So let's pray and ask God to help us listen and understand his word. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus, who is the truth, and for the Holy Spirit, who helps us understand who you are and what you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, listeners, can you hold up two fingers for me? Awesome, because we're about to read the second commandment. Count it, one, two. It's found in Exodus chapter 20, verses four and five, and goes like this. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Just like the first commandment, bonus points if you listened to our last episode. Do you remember what it was? Say it with me. You shall have no other gods before me. Good job. The second commandment, like the first, has to do with our worship of the one true God. It means that only God deserves our worship. And because only God deserves our worship, it broke God's commandments or laws to build or create idols. And we learn from Stephen the carpenter that in Bible times, and even still to this day, people are tempted to create objects or images of false gods. And if that wasn't bad enough, worship these idols by bowing down or giving sacrifices and offerings to them. Worshiping idols breaks God's heart and violates his commandments because he alone is worthy of our worship. And he alone is attentive to the prayers and needs of his children. He hears us. Can you cup your hands around your ears like you're carefully listening to someone? God listens just like that. Amen. And worshiping and looking to an idol for help won't help you one bit. In fact, it will only hurt you. The Old Testament has many sad stories about people who made idols, bowed down to, or, or worshiped them, and suffered because of it. 
One of the most wild and really cool of these stories is about an idol that God miraculously knocked over in the middle of the night to show people that he is the one true God worthy of worship. It's the story of the idol Dagon. Can you say Dagon? Dagon was a false god of the Philistines, a tribe of people who lived near the Israelites in the Old Testament times. They were enemies of the Israelites and fought many times. One of the most famous battles involved a really tall and famous Philistine whose name was, can you guess it? Goliath, that's right. That was a battle that the Israelites won with the help of God and a brave warrior named David. But some battles against the Philistines, the Israelites lost. One time, when the Philistines defeated God's people, they took something incredibly important from the Israelites called the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was a box made of wood and covered with gold. It contained, drum roll, the Ten Commandments, a jar of manna, and other symbols of God's faithfulness. The Israelites kept it in a special tent called the Tabernacle, and it represented God's presence. And while the Ark was very special, the Israelites did not worship the Ark of the Covenant. They worshiped the Lord. The Ark reminded them of God's faithfulness. It was a symbol of God's power and God's presence. It was a big deal that the Philistines captured the Ark. And if losing the Ark wasn't enough of an insult to the Israelites, the Philistines did something even worse by taking the Ark into their temple and putting it at the feet of a giant idol to their false god. Do you remember his name? That's right, Dagon. The idol of Dagon looked like a giant half-man, half-fish creature. And by putting the ark at its feet, or flippers, the Philistines were really saying, the God of Israel is now a servant of Dagon, the God of the Philistines. They thought that they had actually captured God, and that by putting the ark in Dagon's house, God was now Dagon's servant. But God would have none of that. And the same night, while everyone was sleeping, Something wild happened in Dagon's temple. Let's get a closer look at what God did that night in the temple by reading from the Bible. If you're at home, open up your Bible with me. Our story today can be found in the Old Testament, the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 5, verses 2 and 3. I'll give you a moment to find it. 1 Samuel 5, 2 through 3. Remember, it's always okay to ask for help if you need it. And if you don't have a Bible with you right now, that's okay too. You can just listen closely. Okay, is everyone ready? 1 Samuel 5, 2 through 3 says, Then the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it up beside Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him back in his place. Okay, that is crazy. This huge idol fell down in front of the ark. Who do you think did that? And why in the world did that happen? Well, let's keep reading from the Bible to see what happens next and if there are any clues. 1 Samuel 5.4 says, But when they rose early on the next morning, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the ark of the Lord, and the head of Dagon and both his hands 
were lying cut off on the threshold. Only the trunk of Dagon was left to him. What? How do you think that happened? Were the Israelites sneaking in at night and knocking over the idol? No, God did that. God caused the statue or idol of Dagon to fall down before the ark to show that only the Lord is the one true God and that the second commandment should not be broken. After this, the Philistines got really scared and they started to move the ark around their land from place to place to place, but everywhere it went, the people started to get sick. Can you believe it? They just got sick because the ark of the Lord is in their town and they refused to give God glory. Finally, the Philistines had had enough and they just sent the ark back to Israel where it belonged. What a wild, crazy and cool story. And what a great reminder that we should keep the second commandment and not make and worship idols because only God is the one true God who's worthy of our worship. Hey parents, are you looking for an inspiring read for your little ones? Well, we've got something special for you. Introducing Kids in the Bible, a storybook Bible about God's children. This new book by Caroline Saunders features a collection of 33 captivating stories from the Bible, all centered around kids, just like yours. Ever wondered about the adventures of young Miriam, Samuel, or even a certain young Jesus? Kids in the Bible takes you on a journey through the lives of these remarkable children, showcasing how God's big plans unfold through even the smallest of us. Each story is a treasure trove of courage, faith, and the boundless love of God. Whether it's a young warrior's bravery or a girl who defies death or the miraculous journey of a baby who changed the world forever, there's something for every young heart to connect with. So parents, if you want your kids to discover the wonders of the Bible in a fun and engaging way, visit kidsinthebiblebook.com today. Let your little ones be a part of God's special plan to bless the world. You just heard God's word. Let's play a game to see what you've learned. We call it Five. Wait, wait, wait. I've got this five second fly through review. And our friend Steven is back to play our game with us. Tell us how to play, Steven. All right, I'm going to ask you four questions and you have five seconds to think of the answer. When the timer runs out, let's shout out our answers together and see if you got it right. Okay, everyone, are you ready? Here we go. Okay, question number one. Anyone or anything you love more than God is called an... Idol. Question number two. True or false? The second commandment says you shall not make for yourself an idol. True. Question number three. True or false? There aren't any examples of idols to false gods in the Old Testament. False. The Old Testament references many false gods and their idols. Last question. Question number four. Is it okay to worship other things or people besides God? No. Only God deserves our worship. How did you do? 
Did you learn something new about God today from the Bible? Or were you reminded of something good, true, or beautiful that you already knew? Well, we hope so, but now it's time to live like it's true. This week, talk with your family about what idols you notice in and around us. What are the false gods that we are tempted to worship and serve? And as we finish up our time together, let's worship God through a song that reminds us that God is good.
Thanks for listening to God's Big Story. Today's story was just one of the stories in the Bible, which is really just one big story about one big God. If you'd like to read more about God giving the Ten Commandments, you can turn to Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 21 anytime and read it together as a family, maybe over dinner. For more information or details about the show, including a fun video to help you learn the Ten Commandments, be sure to check out this episode's description. And tune in next time to God's Big Story. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.